the chaos of 2020 remains with us, not just with the COVID virus, but also not just with this election year, but also now with comments from our Holy Father, which I will get to in this homily. However, in, the less, in almost a week and a couple of days, we will have election day, and as much as I would like to say that everything will be over and done with after November 3rd, we are quite aware that that most likely is not the case. And regardless of the burden, regardless of the outcome, there will be chaos no matter what. And Our Lady has called us to pray. And she called us at Fatima to pray the rosary. To pray the rosary every day for peace. Peace in our lives, peace in our world, peace in, our, peace in the universe. And so in fidelity to Our Lady's call, on Election Day, November 3rd, we will have Eucharistic Adoration from after the morning Mass at 8.30 until the closing of the polls at 7 p.m. Every hour on the hour, 15 minutes after the hour, we will pray the Holy Rosary. And so out in the vestibule there is a sign-up chart if you are willing to leave one of those hours, one of the decades of the rosary, uh, one of the rosaries at that time, you are welcome to sign up to do so. If you are uncomfortable leaving publicly praying the rosary, I would still hope that you would come to pray the rosary with the community and imploring the Lord for his intercession. And, and that peace will truly reign. The Word of God this morning is a word that is an extremely important word for us to reflect upon. Because it is, as Jesus says, the foundation of the Law and the Prophets revolve, are all, depend upon these two. These two laws of God, which is to love God with my whole entire being. Not partially, not half, not a quarter, not 75%, with all. All my mind, all my heart, all my soul, all my strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. Well, there's a problem, as we can see. There's a problem because it's apparent that we don't love ourselves enough because of the way we're treating our neighbors. It is amazing how hatred is growing rampant in this country. Growing rampant throughout the world. Most especially because of social media. Now, what I find fascinating is that many Catholics who are friends with me on Facebook have very horrible, awful comments to make. Not just to me, but to other people that I get to see. Why would you be friends with me if that is going to be what you're going to be spewing out? I have been silent, but I'm not anymore. So if you're going to be vile on the internet, and you're going to have me as your friend, and I see it, I'm going to call you out on the carpet. Private message, not public, because certain things aren't made for publicity. But that also remind, it also points to the fact that, you know, social media, I mean, there is an agenda in social media. There is an agenda in all media. There is an agenda in all news. Which brings us to the chaos which our Holy Father has caused with this documentary that, it, that came out in Rome and is coming out, I believe, today or next Sunday, some, sometime soon here in the United States. 
In the documentary, the Holy Father's words were, first of all, mistranslated, manipulated, and then reported falsely. So it's, you've got three, it is a three trifecta against the Pope. Because what we have to understand is that there is an agenda out there in the world. And what Pope Francis was saying is what Jesus is saying today, that love is the ultimate law of us as believers. And regardless of who you are or what you do, you are to be loved. That doesn't mean we accept behavior that is wrong, but do you know, do you know, we have to love the axe-wielding maniac to the same degree that we love God? There's no division. There's no, God is better, I love him more, and I, if you're a sinner, I hate I love you less. Our love is to be equal. And this is what the Holy Father was trying to say, because unlike maybe our country and some of Western civilization, do you know that those in same-sex attraction in other parts of the world who are caught in immoral behavior are killed in the Mideast, in parts of Africa? And so the Holy Father was saying that, the that all of us are part of a family. We all belong to the family of God and how no family member should be rejected in the, person, in the physical family, which unfortunately we know and hear stories of those who, were, who, who are no longer spoken to by family members because of their, 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 uh, their same-sex attraction. And so the Pope is saying that that is not acceptable. If you're going to say that you're a Christian, it is not acceptable to expel someone from your family that they are to be loved, and even if they are expelled from their family, they are part of the greater family of God. He was not saying that it is okay for them to have families themselves, to raise children. That is not what he said. That is what the news media said he said. He also did not say that, there's a, that there should be civil unions for them. They took what he said out of context, they put the two sentences together, and they mistranslated the Spanish. He was saying there should be a law of civility, a law of, of civility so that there is this understanding that even in our weaknesses, we are still part of the human family and that we are to be civil to one another. We are not to be put into jail for, our, for the, who, we are, who we are attracted to, which in some countries you are. You know, as Americans, we have to understand which is very hard for us as Americans to understand. But everything isn't about us. When the Pope speaks, he speaks for the Church Universal, which is on every continent of the, of the earth. And so what he says is not just meant for you and me, even though that's what we think it is, and that we manipulate it to be what we want it to be. How tragic that is what confusion it has caused, because we buy into the lie that comes to us from the media. If you don't recognize the media has an agenda, I don't know what planet you've been living on. Which is why, what do I tell you every time, all the time? Stop watching the news. Stop reading the newspaper. All it does is it builds hatred. It builds animosity. It keeps that spirit of hatred alive. 
As we're preparing for this election, I hope you're not basing your vote in this election on what you're reading about the candidates in the newspaper. You need to read what they say specifically. You need to not be lazy and just let someone else interpret for you what they read, what they say. You have to read their text on their own. Who wants to do that? I don't. But that's what I have to do if I'm going to make an intelligent vote. That I'm going to make sure that I'm voting my conscience and not some reporter's conscience. And yet how often do we give in to this lie and do we accept? Because hello people, guess what? You're not going to want to hear this. You're not going to want to hear this, but it's true. We're lazy. We are lazy. It's much more difficult. It takes more work to find this stuff. It's easier today with the internet. It's easier today. You know, it's easier to find their texts on the internet. Much, more, much easier. But it takes work and effort with what we're going to do. Please, my, if we accept what this, what this gospel tells us, that it is God we are to love above all. We cannot just vote like in years past, political party. We must vote policy, not person. And this is what everything is marred down to in our current culture. One's nicer than the other. I don't care if the president is nice or not. I care about the policies he's going to enact. And so therefore, we have to know what the policies are. We have to know, not from what the media tells us they are. We have to know it on our own. And then, once we know it, oh, here's the challenge, here's the challenge. Once we know it, we have to love those who believe differently than us. We have to not love those who have a contrary opinion or idea. Which brings me to a second part of what the Holy Father said. There is a misnomer among Catholics specifically regarding the Pope. Okay, the Pope is a human being. The Pope is a man. I hope you know the Pope is a man. I hope you don't think that the Pope is God. The Pope is not God. The Pope does not have the Holy Spirit on his shoulder whispering in his ear what to say all the time. Now, previous popes, understanding that in a, in a different way, chose not to be in the public limelight as much with regards to being interviewed on all these topics. Francis is a different animal. Francis loves spewing off his mouth. He loves chalk talking. It's part of his culture. He's Italian and he's Spanish. We like to talk. We like to talk. That's what we do, and that's what he does. But unfortunately, people take what he talks about as gospel truth. When the Pope is giving, his, in the Pope in this documentary, where the Pope is being interviewed on an airplane, uh, I don't understand what creeps into the mind of a Catholic that thinks that has any credibility on what the Church teaches. The Church, the Pope cannot change teaching on an airplane. He cannot change teaching in a documentary. He can give his opinion, but I can give my opinion too. Now, unfortunately, who wants to hear his opinion? Who wants to hear my opinion? However, sometimes when you kind of come to church in some parishes and in previous years, what you would get from the pulpit was the priest's opinion. I could 
give you my opinion all you want. Ask me, ask me out for a beer or some wine, and I'll give you my opinion about every issue you want to know about. But you did not come here to church to hear what does Father Petchy think about this. What I think about anything regarding the church is meaningless to your salvation. That is, my opinion is not going to get you to eternal life. My opinion is not going to do anything but maybe just confuse you more as to what the church really teaches. It is not up to me to give my opinion at this pulpit. And if I do, on the occasions where I do, I am very clear. Father Petchy says, uh, this is what I believe. And I usually have a caveat in there, don't write the bishop about it. So when, I'm saying, when I use those three formulas, that's your indication, this is me speaking, not the Word of God. But I take seriously my role as your spiritual father to get you to heaven. I take that seriously. So I do the best of my ability, in my poor ability to communicate, the Word of God as it is intended to be understood by the people of God so that you can get to heaven. Because if I am an obstacle for you to get to heaven, then I'm held culpable for that. And as I shared with you in previous homilies, I have enough sins to be culpable for without adding yours to it. I mean, I'm, I know that I'll be in purgatory for perpetuity, but how long can I really be there? But you know, the other side of this gospel is also something very important to reflect upon. Because you are to love your neighbor as yourself. You are to love your neighbor as yourself. I sadly think, now this is my opinion, this is Father's opinion. I sadly think that many of us don't love ourselves based on the way we're loving others. In conversations with people, in the Sacrament of Reconciliation, there are those who come into that or share that they don't think that they are capable of being loved by God because of either what they have done or what they're currently doing. That is a tragedy. That is the greatest tragedy on earth, that someone would believe that they are incapable of being loved by God. And if they don't think that they can be loved by God, they are not very loving to those around them either. That is a sad commentary. Because, because we as sinners, I mean, we're not saying that we're perfect babies and we're saints, but we as sinners, we have to accept the love that God wants to shower upon us. We accept it so that we can share it with those around us. So we have to love God with everything. And in loving God with everything, even in our limited capacity to love, we are to appreciate His love back to us in return. You know, in a few moments we're going to come for communion. We're going to come for with unity, is what communion means. We are going to have a, a holy exchange in which the, God's divine life is going to come to us in the Holy Eucharist to be consumed and to nourish us. And in the same way, when I say that amen to the priest or to the minister, I am also giving to myself God. I am giving him my very being. 
I'm giving him all that I am in my sinfulness and my imperfection so that I can recognize the desire he has in love of me to be united with me. Why? I don't know. I don't know. If I had my druthers, I wouldn't. If I was God, I'd be more selective. But God isn't. God isn't. And that, my, God, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, is part of the good news. The good news that Jesus came not for the select few, but he came for all. He died on the cross so that all people might have eternal life. Not just all Catholics, not just all Christians, not just all those who believe what he believes, but all people who follow the law of God written in their heart. I mean, this is, this is crucial for us to appreciate. This is crucial for us to understand. And yet, even, even in our, even currently, the, I mean, the gospel, I mean, this gospel, as I've been sharing with you, the Word of God these last couple of weeks, I mean, this whole entire year, the Word of God most intimately corresponds to what we're going through, to what's happening in the real world. It's not like these are words that are just uh, fallen off the page. These are, these are words which are to encourage and to give us counsel and to enable us to be faithful to God in these crazy, chaotic times. In these crazy, chaotic times. I mean, can you believe, can you believe the hullabaloo in this crazy little world we live in that uh, Dianne Feinstein, a Democrat who hugged a Republican, is being ripped over the coals? Can you, can you actually believe that someone is being ripped over the coals for, a, for having a friendship with someone of another political party? And yet that's what the, that is what the media is saying. It is selling and it's promoting that if you disagree politically with someone, that you must hate them. You must not show any allegiance to them whatsoever. And we are buying into it. We, as Catholics, are buying into that worldly message. And that's contrary to what Jesus says here. St. John says it a little bit more emphatically, because St. John says, if you're gonna say you love God who you don't see, you show God you love him by loving those he loves. So therefore, you cannot say you love God and hate your neighbor, because therefore you're a liar. That's how St. John puts it the beloved apostle, the apostle who truly understood that how much Jesus loved him. So my dear friends, let us strengthen our belief in God's love for us. Let us strengthen our belief that we are loved beyond imagining by a God who created us. And that as we immerse ourselves more and more in that love of God, let us pray that we may be the instruments of his love to this world that cries out to know it. Let us not give in to the temptation of the message of the world that says hate. Hate, hate, hate. Hate anything that's different than you. Hate anything, anyone who does something different than you, believes something different than you, just hate them. Mar them. Crucify them. That is not the gospel message. The message of the gospel is to love is to love until it hurts, is to love until we're nailed to that tree, to love until we bleed ourselves to death out of love for the love that God has for us, a love that cannot be understood this side of heaven. 
And in fact, eternity is going to be immersing ourselves and trying to understand how much God really loves us. My brothers and sisters, this is the good news of salvation. This is what we hang on to in times of chaos, in times of craziness, in times of confusion. We hang on to that one truth, that God is love and he loves you and me. And it is that love of God which is going to help us persevere and to get through these crises of faith, these crises in our world and crises of faith which, we may, which may present itself to us. And so let us rejoice in this God who loves us. Let us rejoice that he wants us to be part of him. And let us pray always that through, even in our simplicity, we may be faithful to this calling, that we can share that love of God for me and you to all those we encounter each and every day of our life. So that it is truly the love of God which manifests the world in which we live, and not hatred and division which seemingly is taking control. Praise be Jesus Christ, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.